first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Benjamin Price, and today we'll be talking about Francesco and Ty Asks Why and The Courier. First, let's talk with Ethan about Godzilla versus Kong. How are you doing today, Ethan? I'm good. How are you? Good. What do you think of Godzilla versus Kong? Um, I really love this movie. It was like two of my iconic favorite giant mutant monsters, whatever you would call them, fighting out there. And it's crazy because it's not like oh, they're just going to throw hands or something. It was like full-on fighting. They were really out to kill each other, and that's what I really liked about these films. I'm just going to give a warning to those listeners who are Kong fans. I'm not spoiling anything here. He gets whooped. Listen, I've seen Kong, but, like, he gets stomped on. They, Yeah, he's right. They're not. This is not a, a minor like disagreement. <laughs> they knock each other out. It's insane. Um, so what is, can you explain or try to at least what Godzilla versus Kong is about? It's really hard to understand a little bit because the beginning went fast, but you can get that, um, from another movie, Godzilla was the hero and Kong when, uh, was in another movie where he was on school Island, but it got, it got destroyed. So in this movie, Godzilla is living in the ocean, carrying off from the last movie and Kong is in a little containment that's kind of like a, it's like a virtual thingy that's like School Island, but on the outside, it's really a dome with like high security. And he's getting sick and tired of the place and he's throwing trees into the simulation until it turns out to an outbreak. And there's this family who's also scientist and their girl, um, she's kind of deaf. So she has to do sign language, which I think was really special about this film and was telling her mom that she doesn't think he's happy here. So they have to find a way to move him because you can't have two gods fighting in the same like the same place. There has to be only one. So they fight. Uh, they try to move him to a different place on ship, but Godzilla senses him, and that's when the first showdown happens. And it's a lot of explosions. Like I mean, a lot. <laughs> There's a moment where I don't think this is giving too much away in that first fight where Kong jumps off of a ship. And then, like, launches onto <laughs> another one and gets onto another one and, like, shakes it to its core. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie rules. Um, <laughs> are you Team Kong or Team Godzilla? I don't really know because they're both really pretty much heroes, but when they're fighting, it's like, damn, who am I going to choose? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go with Team that's Kong. That's the wrong answer. Uh, you know. I'll go with Team Kong. I'll go with Team Kong. There you go. That's it. Kong is <laughs> a superior on every level. He's a nice monkey who just wants to stay on his stay at his house and hang An out with his, monkey. <laughs> his little his little friend. Um, and I think Godzilla really was. It was very unkind of him to bother him like that. I'm being completely serious. This is not a joke. I was. There were several points. There can't be two kings. <laughs> Why not? What is a king to a god, Ethan? Anyway, um, so obviously there are humans in this movie, but we'll get to them later on, like the movie does. Um, But people are here for the fights. So can you talk a little bit about 
how much fun they are to watch. Um, well, if you like people um, or giant mutants getting stomped on, uh, scratched up, thrown into buildings, laser beamed, um, have their head scrunched into the floor, then you'll really like this fight. <laughs> um, as you can see, I don't know if you saw like the beginning, like not really the beginning of the movie, but you can see like the picture um, for the movie. It's them standing over fire in cities, so you can already tell it's a ton of destruction. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they get It's crazy when they're in the middle of the ocean. Let me just say, they get into the middle of a city uh, for the last yeah, 35 minutes. Yeah, escalated quick. <laughs> Mass destruction. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice Marriage Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Courier and Francisco and Ty Asks Why. And right now I'm talking to Ethan about the latest monster at monster clash. Godzilla versus Kong. So we were talking about the fights. Now let's talk about the part that I guarantee you uh, nobody was here to see for. Let's talk about some humans, Ethan. This movie has a pretty good cast overall. It's got Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things and uh, Brian oh, Tyree don't Henry. Julian Dennison. Julian <laughs> Dennison from Deadpool, thank you. And Alexander Skarsgård and Rebecca Hall, just to name a few. Um, were there any performances that stuck out to you? And then we'll get to the monsters themselves. And the I think they did really good at acting. They all did really, really good at acting. Um, I don't think there was any flaws. Like, they were just all good and even the little girl was a good actor and i don't know how she, how old she is but she was really good she was honestly i i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit i mean they're like <laughs> fun to have around but there's a point where kong like crushes one of the main ones i didn't really care um <laughs> but yeah i know the little girl was excellent and apparently this is her first movie that was really well, it's hard impressive. to care when, you know, they destroy a bunch of buildings. It's like not even either of them are heroes because they're destroying buildings as they fight. Like, they stomp on buildings. I don't. I think they're just killing more people. If there was a jail for monsters, they would be in for life. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so humans. Let's talk about some of the monsters. The CGI work here is amazing, Ethan. I was really impressed with... Um, there's a scene where... They make a discovery about Kong and his relationship to one of the other characters and how they're um, interacting. And uh, it's all set in the rain. And like every time he moves, there's like this uh, cloud of water that just falls off him. Um, yeah. And same for Godzilla. Uh, but talk a little bit about the special effects in this movie. Oh, I really liked it because if you look at the old movies of these two giant monsters, Kong, he's like, he's a lot younger because that was like when the first movie came out about him because when they, they, they found him, he was a lot younger. And in this movie, you can tell he's definitely grown. He, um, a funny part was t uh, like, as soon as the, the movie starts, he's just, he j he's just acting like a typical dad. Yeah, I thought that was really funny because he's gotten a lot older. You can tell. And um, I think his CGI looks really good because of his eyes and the details. And then Godzilla, he's definitely changed because my dad showed me like the first original movie and it was literally a guy in a costume. So I think it's definitely changed from a guy in a costume to a huge monster with red eyes that shoots lasers out of his mouth. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, and um, how do I say this without giving anything away? Other similarly sized creatures show up that are just as well uh, brought to life. But yeah, no, and I thought Godzilla was looked really good too, and all the flinging each other across skylines and stuff. I was really, <laughs> I mean, you kind of expect it for a movie of this size that'll look pretty good. But um, yeah, um, Ethan. What do you think? I mean, this is going to trip you up. I can almost guarantee. What is the moral or the lesson you found in Godzilla versus Kong? Go. <laughs> um. <laughs> Take as much time as you need. The moral is not to be enemies with someone and focus on the real enemy because Godzilla and and Kong were fighting, but they're not realizing who the true enemy is. And you'll have to watch the movie to find out who that is. Good moves. Yes, that's correct. Also, just to reiterate, Kong did nothing wrong. He kept to himself, Godzilla is a bully. Um, and with that, I'll ask you, what age rating and what star rating would you give Godzilla versus Kong? Um, I give it 10 to 18 plus adults. Um, there is... A lot of death. It doesn't show it, but um, the amount of buildings they destroyed, it's pre- pretty self-explanatory. And I'd give it five out of five stars because this has to be the best film of 2021. <laughs> this film, like, lightens the whole year. This was definitely worth it. That's a little I would go forward in March, Ethan. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've seen this movie, so I guess I'll give mine as well. Three out of five. I really, really enjoyed it. It's obviously got its problems, but who cares? It's big monsters. It's monkey and a I'd lizard. love to I see a fun. movie beat this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I invite someone to try. And uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, out now simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. So you can watch it from home or otherwise. Um, and with that, let's go to break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by We Got You from Tracks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, and next we'll be hearing Heather's interview with the director of Francesco, a new documentary about Pope Francis. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Heather reporting for Kids First, and today I have the pleasure of talking to Evgeny Afinivsky, who is known for his critically acclaimed documentary film, Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom, that was nominated for an Academy Award and was also nominated for a Primetime Emmy. Now let's talk to him about his newest film, Francesca. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. So, Mr. Afinivsky, your film is made up of some of the rarest film and recordings known of Pope Francis. Can you please tell me what was the process in gathering all of these clips to then make your film? You know what, I guess, since you mentioned Vincent Fire, and then it was also my Syrian Johnny Christ from Syria, which actually have a lot of voices of the kids, and we just talking to you guys, but uh, the website that calls for the kids, basically. So I usually working with a lot of material, and uh, it takes time, it takes process, and I guess that's what I love in filmmaking: challenges, taking bits and pieces, and creating a comprehensive story. And for me, that's what I want, that's what I love, and that's what I did with Francesco. I collected a lot of things, I filmed a lot of things, I out outsourced a lot of things. I went into deep research in different countries just to dig into their archives. I met with a lot of filmmakers. I filmed a lot of things by myself because I always love to carry my own cameras and film on the spot. And that's how I created this comprehensive story. But it's outsourced a lot of... If you look at the credits, you will see a lot of sources. Yes. And... You know, how you were saying about how you went to all these countries and you were talking to different people. After talking with them, because you had interviews with so many people who have actually met and have been impacted by Pope Francis, what was it like and did your views on religion and life shift after creating this film? You know what? The movie changed me. Because when I finished my Syrian movie, I literally struggled with post-traumatic syndrome. Syria was a journey into the darker side of humanity. And I was looking for light. I was looking for hope. I was looking for love for people and for myself. And I guess this journey around Pope Francis, where I looked at him not as just a leader of the Catholic Church, a Catholic world, I was looking at him as the role model of humble human being, somebody who is caring about every human being in the world, no matter of his race, religious beliefs, sexual orientation. I think that's what attracts me to him, as somebody that can really help us to find the path into the future in these dark days, specifically when we are surrounded by pandemic. So I think that's what attracted me to him, and that's what also changed me in terms of my beliefs in the world, into the humanity. Because I found humanity again. I found so many things again. 
And I, I really connect with what you were saying, because when I've grown up, I've always looked at the Pope as just like some figure and someone who only represents the Catholic Church. So I really see how the impact of this film really changes people and how we change our perspective. So why did you specifically choose Pope Francis? Because we've had 200 popes and everything that's going on in the world. Why now did you choose to make this film? I think... He's remarkable in his actions. He's trying to bring church into the 21st century because we see him bringing so much transparency. He's endorsing women and uh, allowing them, uh, women to be in a high positions in the church, endorsing the equality. So that's the beautiful thing. He is trying to bring lay people into the church, fighting corruption fiercely, fighting the sexual abuse in the church. So he is somebody who not about talking, he's about doing things. And we see this. Even interface dialogue, his last trip to Iraq in the middle of pandemic, in the middle of war that Iraq is struggling right now. I think that's the actions and not just words. And I think that's what attracted me to him as somebody who is more about actions than the words. And trying to bring us into 21st century. He, he really is a, a modern pope. I remember now in your film about how he talks about homosexual marriage. I remember like this huge uproar. It was like, oh, he, that's the way that he thinks and that's okay. And he's, he's changing the way that the Catholic religion runs, which I totally understand. And it, it really is worth a documentary on. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we've talked about Kong versus Godzilla, and right now we're hearing Heather's interview with the director of Francesco. And while in this process of filming, was there a moment that you talked to one of your, your clients or like to, did something happen that really stays with you now after this film has come out? Um, oh, I spoke, you said the word clients. Uh, I'm trying to think what you were meaning. You meaning colleagues or? Colleagues. Yeah. Um, listen, there is, the three-year journey was not an easy journey because I was finishing this in the middle of pandemic and I was still traveling and filming in the middle of pandemic. So I guess so many things will be standing with me. So many amazing revelations so many amazing experiences that I had with him or people around him or people whose hearts and minds he touched. I think the whole journey with Juan Carlos Cruz since 2018 was amazing, remarkable journey. I was with Juan Carlos Cruz, who was yesterday nominated for the, uh, being a part of the Commission for, on Protection of Minors. I was with him in 2018 in New York when he got the news that Karadima going to be defrocked. I think for him, it was the biggest thing. And I remember his emotions were overwhelming him because he not believed that this will happen, ever happened. So there is so many, so many moments that I remember from this journey. So Juan Carlos is one of them. 
That's that's amazing. And to see how these world leaders, you had the time to talk to them and to learn so much about them. And just like I learned from this documentary, I learned so much that I didn't know. What do you hope that audiences and younger kids learn from Pope Francis and from his actions? And what do you hope that they they do with that information? Hey, I think we have a moment right now where we need to rethink every action we have towards climate change, towards neighbors. We do need to, from the childhood and from youth, to start to understand that we are all equal. And we all equal, no matter of religious beliefs or color of the skin. And I think we need to be educating this from the childhood, from the early stages, from the school. It needs to be a part of the school education. And we're planning actually to use the movie for the school education and for the universities. We're working on that. So I think for the kids, it's important to see this role model. Like kids loves comics and they're looking for the comic books because they want to find this role model for them. Spider-Man or Superman or Batman. They're looking at this since childhood. So here we have not a Superman, a human being who is a true role model who teaching us that we need to spread love we need to love the neighbor and love a friend and love somebody who is living not only across the street, but across the border. We need to be open-minded. We need to open our hearts to love. We need to care about climate because it's Mother Earth. So I think that's the important thing that kids can learn. And I think each child can start to bring a change to this world because we want to preserve this planet for the future. And I think that's the perfect momentum because pandemic teaches us that we can have a future only if we will leave a lot of our horrible actions in the past behind us. And with the safe, good deeds, we can continue to live and thrive in this planet. That is absolutely amazing. Like, I wish I would have had this from when I was younger to learn more and to not only not judge a book by its cover, because I feel like a lot of people just think, oh, he's just the Pope. He's Catholic. And we see how in this film, how he's revolutionized the church and how he's changed the Vatican and how he was with the Muslim refugees. He didn't shun them out because of their religion or the homosexuals for their sexual orientation. He's loved them all. And I think that's, that's why he is the Pope to give God's message. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time with me to talk. I absolutely love this film and I can't wait to see what you do next. I still trying to find what I'm doing next, but you know what? It's interesting because Pope Francis said to me, Evgeny, trust the God and be patient and it will come because it's all there. And you know what? It helps me to achieve this movie. And I guess something next will be sent from there as a message. And I will find what will be my next call for action or like I'm calling this AAA, advocacy, activism and action. That is a beautiful plan. And I will definitely work on that. And, you know, God help us all and he will guide us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Evgeny Afinivsky for taking the time to talk with me about his newest film, Francesco, which is available on Discovery Plus March 28th, 2021. I'm Heather reporting for Kids First. Thank you guys so much for watching and remember to like and subscribe to our channel to get our newest reviews and interviews. See you guys next time. Bye.
Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by We Got You from Tracks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Godzilla vs. Kong and Francesco and next we'll be hearing Ishan's interview with Ty Poole about Ty Asks Why. Hi, I'm Ishan, reporting for Kids First, and today I'm excited to speak with Ty Poole, the host of the Webby Award-winning podcast, Ty Asks Why. Ty was awarded Best Host in a Series at the 2019 Canadian Podcast Awards. Season three of the podcast released a few months back on January 13th, 2021, with 10 25-minute episodes. Besides podcasting, Ty has represented Canada twice in the World Mathematics Olympiad is an accomplished pianist and swimmer, and is best known for his insatiable curiosity. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm curious, how did you first get into podcasting? Oh, it's, it's a really strange story. I mean, so it started with uh, my grade four teacher was a friend of someone who was making a podcast, right? And she wanted to uh, get a kid on for diversity, right? So she reached out to him and, you know, he was my grade four teacher. So he referred it to me. So I was on that podcast and it was called Sleepover. And I had a great time. And actually the producer of that at the time, Veronica Simmons, she liked me so much. She just decided to approach us later and just say, hey, you want your own podcast? And I mean, I was like, heck yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no to something like that. So that's pretty much the genesis of how it all started. Yeah, it's three years now, something like that. I don't know. It feels like if forever, but no, I love doing it. That's awesome. That's great. So what have you learned from your journey on Ty Asks Why? 
Now, each of the episodes, you know, it is a journey and it all starts with a question and it tries to reach an answer. But I learned about things, I learned about things other than just sciencey answers, right? I mean, I actually used an episode like uh, what happens after you die and I kind of used it to tackle with the death of my grandfather. So I used that to like kind of cope and it was a really surreal experience because I didn't necessarily find an answer, but all I had to do was try to find some closure for me. And I mean, there's other ones, like I've learned about a social issue with the Equitable Internet Initiative in another episode. So uh, like, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, I do learn answers about the world around me, but sometimes it goes a little bit further than that, you know? Right. Yeah. And actually going off of that, uh, I have two questions, but I want to first start out with how do you think that science helps you maybe answer like deep questions that you have about yourself or about your surroundings? Hmm. I think at the end of the day, my curiosity just comes down to me wanting to break things down into really simple terms, you know, because it's all just about kind of my perception of the outside world or some of the things that I think like about myself. And I'm just I'm not quite satisfied with like what's at the face value. So I kind of want to know more. So I like the idea of using science to try to like get it down to these super simple concepts. So it can be super easy for me to understand. And then uh, now that I like really get it, I can uh, also bring it to all of my listeners. And so just moving forward, actually, I wanted to touch on one other thing. I love the interesting topics that are in each episode of the podcast. So where did these topics come from? Did you actually ask them once? Yeah, for a lot of them I have. I mean, before I went off uh, asking experts, I, I was like asking my parents and I think they got a little sick of me pestering <laughs> them. But it all kind of comes from me just it's all just curiosity. You know, sometimes it happens on my walk to school because I put in like some music and I just walk around and like, I'll just see something. Right. And it just kind of like, I always think of it. It's kind of like lightning strikes me and it's like an idea and it's like, you know, and I just, I go, why, you know, it's like, Oh, that's the name of the podcast. So it's very strange, but yeah, <laughs> it's just curiosity will kind of strike me. And although I don't really ask my parents too much anymore, I'm, I, there are definitely things that I do ask. <laughs> That's great. I think definitely one of the big things that marks childhood as being different from other stages of life is that I think as kids, we have a level of curiosity that's like different from anyone else or any other stage of life. Yes, exactly. I, I absolutely agree with it so much. I think like a pro to having like kids in podcasting is that we can have a different perspective. We, we see the world from a different perspective in like a literal sense as well. So yeah. I think like our curiosity can really, it can run rampant it's, and it's not a bad thing. I think kids definitely have a fresh take. For sure. Yeah. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong, The Courier, Francisco, and right now we're hearing Ishan's interview with Ty Poole of Ty Asks Why. And so did the recording process for the podcast change during COVID-19? And if so, then how? Oh, oh, you better believe it did. I mean, we weren't able to record in the studio, which we normally do, right? So what ended up, ended up happening was that uh, I got, uh, it's cut out by the background, but we got equipment shipped to us. And like we set up in my dad's closet, right? And then like, 
it's like a oh, mic and then a little recording and it's like all the way down at the end of the line is like my dad with his headphones uh with the headphones on and he was like my sound engineer so we we figured something out <laughs> now you said you started this in the summer so have you been doing all of this like online Pretty much, actually, yeah. Ever since I joined Kids First, a lot of this stuff has been digital for me. And actually, I've been in journalism for a bit. And for the past year or so, it's totally changed. Everything's become super digital. Like, Zoom has become a thing. Video conferencing has become a thing, for sure. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So, Ty, you're a bit of a renaissance man with math, piano, swimming, and podcasting all under your belt. So, how do you balance all of these interests as well as school? Well, I'm, I can say it's, it's a little bit tricky uh, because of the current situation happening with the world right now. I can't swim, so that's one less thing to do. But I think in a way, staying at home, it has helped me with other passions, you know, like because I'm at home a lot more. It's easier to do recording and I've done a lot more piano, right? Like I can't really go outside. So I just sit in front of the piano and I stare outside and I don't know. I mean, I'm very glad that my parents have given me a lot of freedom to uh, get my work done. So I kind of just, I've found a rhythm in the quarantine to just kind of sometimes when I need to take a break and sometimes when I need to just work, because, you know, you got to get it done eventually. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, also, as a kid, what's your message to other kids besides the whole using your time well uh to other kids who are inspired by all that you've done and you want to get into podcasts any words of wisdom to them go for it i mean i i still consider how i got started a massive stroke of luck serendipity but like just go for it you know if you have curiosity and you have passion you really care about what you do you can really, you really make that impact and people can really see that authenticity and it, it really catches. It's very attractive. And like I said, you know, right now kids, we're starting to like have an uprise in podcasting and stuff like that because we're just, we have such a unique take. So if you want to do it, like go for it. If I was able to do it, you'll definitely be able to do it and probably maybe a little bit better than me. <laughs> No, absolutely. That's amazing advice for sure. Yeah, go for it is perfect, especially in this time when everything's digital. So generally, there's more availability of opportunities as well. Yeah, if you have a phone and like a computer to edit it on, <laughs> boom, you got you got yourself started. All right. Thanks so much for speaking with me, Ty. You can listen to Ty Asy on Tracks Radio right now. Be sure to check it out. This is Ishan reporting for Kids First, signing off. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by We Got You from Tracks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, Francesco, Ty Asks Why, and right now I'm going to pass it off to Ethan for Micah and Josephine's review of The Courier. Ethan Kirsten from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. So, Micah, what's this um, movie or show about? The Courier is um, a movie, and it's about a British businessman named Greville Wynn, who's enlisted to go undercover to find out information about a nuclear missile attack that's being plotted against Cuba. And he teams up with Oleg Pankovsky, and they try to stop the planned attacks. Did Was this like from back then, or is this like a current time? This movie was actually t- took place, um, it's actually based on a true story that took place back in the 1960s. So it was placed in the olden times, and I definitely felt that when I was watching it. So Josephine, um... She said it was placed back then. So do you think the clothes and the the background, does everything match the time zone? Yes, I think everything actually matches the time zone with what they were wearing and the background because it was like set in the olden times, not in our current century. Yeah. Was there anything that made this movie stand out from others? Oh yes, um, there the there was a political change, I guess, and um, I don't know. Well, it was actually really entertaining because it was it wasn't losing sight of the fact that it was real people who risked their lives in the Cold War. So yeah. yeah. So Micah, she said, um, there's a political thing. So are there other? Are there other bad things that happen in this film other than the nuke? Well, one, um, Greville is trying to um, find information about the nuclear missile attacks. He actually gets caught and him and Oleg have to go in jail. And it's a very rigorous process and event for them. And it really reflects on what actually happened and made it will make the audiences really understand what actually happened. Yeah. So, um, Micah, what was your favorite part about this film? My favorite part was actually the scene where Greville and Oleg go see Swan Lake. 
um, ballet because it was actually a humorous scene because Grubble just started crying because I guess he was so emotionally attached to it. And this movie is you like really serious and dark. And but this scene um, kind of lightened the mood a little bit. Yeah. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong, Francesco, Ty asked why. And right now we're going to continue hearing Micah and Josephine's interview, our review of The Courier. Uh, let me pass it off to my fellow Kids First film critic, Ethan. And Josephine, what do you think is the moral of this movie? Well, I think the moral of this story is that it's like a true story that filmmakers crave. And this kind of exists in a major historical event, switching its focus to a more human angle. And the story at its center is the finest one that the theater director steers incredibly. And do you think they did really good showing um, showing all this? Yes, because the production design, the costumes, and the cinematography are all on point and is very well executed. So, Micah, as Josephine said, um, how do you think the graphics were? Because she was saying it's really good. So what do you think? I definitely agree with that. Um, like we said, that it's set in like the 1960s and the graphics were definitely executed um, as well as they could have been. Because like, for example, you see different trains and trolleys, I guess you could say, that um, aren't really present in the modern day and different things that take place that don't really happen now, which just emphasizes the point that it was it took place in the olden days. Well, we only have two more questions. So, Michael, what's your star rating? My star rating for this movie is four out of five stars. And, Josephine, what's your age recommendation for this film? Uh, my age recommendation for this film is 13 to 18. Plus, adults can also enjoy this film. Well, thank you both for taking the time to speak with me. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post, and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at, once again, kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by We Got You From Tracks. I'm Benjamin Price. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.